Hey, Teresa, are you ready to talk about legwear? Sock it to me. It's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. You're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my love. Hello. How are you, what? my dove? My dove? dove. Oh, my dove. <laughs> my dove. Oh, you strayed oh, from oh. the form. Sorry, I just woke up from a nap. Hello, oh. my dear. Hello, my dove. Oh. Hi, how are you? <laughs> well, I wish I could have taken a nap. Well, you will. You I will. will. After this. We're, I will. We're napping in tandem. Don't make it sound like I'm a monster, please. I am a nap monster, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> tandem means together. Oh, wait. Does it? Yeah. A tandem bicycle is two people on the same bicycle. I thought... Hold on. <laughs> Googling. <laughs> okay. Not important. So... It's getting to be a little chilly out there in our neck of the woods. Really like just today. Like just today. Fall happened today. And so is it tights weather? That was how I was going to transition, but now I can't think. I mean. I don't know when that is. I don't know what it is. It's leggings weather? Yeah. It is. Okay. So we're talking about, I kind of swung for the fences with this one because last week we realized like we didn't have. Um, we didn't have, okay, I did look it up. You are right, but I am also right because tandem means one after the other. So tandem bicycle is one after the other, but it can also mean having two things arranged one in front of the other. So anyways, we're both right. It's what matters. And that's what marriage is. (laughs) Um, so I kind of swung for the fences because we didn't have a topic and I said socks and tights and stockings, I think is what I said. Mm Mm-hmm. I really hope that there was an episode of that because that was kind of a called shot that I really hope panned out. Was there an episode in it? I think so. Oh, man. We'll see. <laughs> We're already, <laughs> balls already rolling. So, oh, boy. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's start out with some some discussion of definition. What would you say a sock is? A sock? Mm-hmm. Foot sheath. <laughs> okay. No, um, I think what you're getting at is like the difference between them. No, I just want okay. you to tell me the definition of a sock. I think it is a fabric casing for one's foot that is of a thicker, warmer material. It feels weird because sock feels like one of those things that my answer to that is in itself. Like, what's it ever? You know, a sock is a sock. You know, a sock. <laughs> it's a fabric barrier between skin and shoe. Sure. But that. But I was trying to be specific because I was trying to think of, like, what's a thing? Well, you what know. What makes it different from stocking or tight? Well, and that's the thing. So, stockings would be a leg and foot covering. Okay. okay, so whereas a sock would go specifically on the foot between the skin and the shoe, uh-huh. a stocking will come up the leg to the knee or to thigh Okay, and is traditionally worn with garters 
and may be also known as knee highs. As opposed to stockings, which are like... No, those are stockings. Oh, no, as opposed to tights, which goes up to the waist? Yes. Okay. They are thicker and usually um, softer and more comfortable than pantyhose, which is kind of a, a more United States word. Um, in the UK, I am told that tights include both the sheer nude color of pantyhose and the thicker colored, sometimes even opaqueness of tights. I thought, oh, is 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 this one of those things where like pantyhose is a brand? I don't believe so. Nothing I I researched went into uh, the any kind of brand name okay. of hose, pantyhose, or nylons. Those were all used uh, interchangeably. And I think it's because it has to do with the transparency of them. Okay. Um, they are usually sheer and transparent, um, although they can be nude colors, so skin tone colors. Um, but, but they are But they usually... all pretty much like fill the same... Roll of they go on legs, legs, yes, <laughs> they're um, all the same, and they have they come up to the waist, so it's two legs connected together that have a waistband, right? Okay, um, and so tights are sometimes differentiated by the fact that they can be opaque and highly pigmented. And some and usually thicker as well. I would say that you can make tights out of like wool, but you would have to make pantyhose out of something a lot thinner. So, so this feels a lot like pants, right? Or shirt, where it it, it let's it's, say trousers. But what I'm saying is, is like the 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 kingdom phylum species genus. Kind of thing. I can't remember what's the top one. Whatever. Where it's it's you can start with this big broad term, mm -hmm. right? And then it kind of breaks down as you get nearer and nearer, but it all tracks back to the same idea, right? Leg so wear. Like, right. Leg so and like if you look wear. at a shirt, right? Mm -hmm. It's basically a t shirt, a long sleeve dress shirt, blouse, like all these different things that then is different from like a jacket. Right, and then you see it branch off like that, right? So this is God. This feels so uh, strange, but to say like socks, leggings, tights, um, stockings, and then you start to get into pants, and you're like, ah, I see where this is different from right. that, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Stirrups, stirrup <laughs> pants is kind of the bridge. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's the kind bridge? of the bridge because it's still got a little bit around the foot. Oh, okay. still a little bit around the foot, but most of the foot is left open. And stirrup pants is where you branch into. You know, this is this is a weird thing I'm saying, but as I'm saying, I'm like, mm, I can definitely see where this is the mm. where the tips of them connect. Uh, uh, join me in my weird conspiracy clothes corner. Okay, let's talk some more okay, about please. origins. So, what we think of as a sock today isn't really what socks looked like until probably the Elizabethan era. Mm -hmm. Before that, they looked more like bags. Wait, what? Well, so it was kind of just like... Okay, so not quite a bag. More like so a shoe, a thin shoe that you might tie at the ankle. 
Really? Is what they they looked like before the Elizabethan period in like various stages. So kind of like those things that you put over your shoes when you're working like in a workspace, a dusty workspace, so you don't track like sure, footprints in yeah, the house? Kind of, yeah, kind of like booties. Okay. Um. All right. So it stems from the Latin word socus, meaning a slipper or low shoe that was not fashioned with a tie. Um, so the Greeks probably used matted animal hair. The wo- the Romans used a woven fabric and leather kind of hybrid. Um, the oldest knitted socks uh, were unearthed during the Edwardian period, which is when they went over to Egypt and like dug up a bunch of tombs. Um, so they were unearthed in Egypt. Uh-huh. Um, and so they were they were knitted in a fashion, but they had actually a, a division in the foot so you could wear sandals. So like two-toed socks. So socks and sandals have been around for a long time. Very long time. That's what you're telling me. Didn't always mm-hmm. used to be such a faux pas. <laughs> right. Used to be the go-to. <laughs> Take that, kids who laugh at me on the beach. Um, I don't wear socks and sandals. This is not my thing. I know it's not cool. Um, it makes a lot of sense. The socks socks feels to me like one of those. Yes, of course, it's always been a thing because like people's feet get sweaty. People's not only feet... I think that it's I think that it was probably more for protection than well, no. That's also else. true because it was also probably uh, Sam's probably pretty warm. But I'm saying like protecting your feet seems from the wet and the cold and, and the hot, hot and and the, the sweat sun. and the rubbing and you know from your shoe. All of that seems really straightforward. You know, you you're walking around your feet. Don't want them to get hurt. Makes sense to me. You know, shoes and socks. Like I get what's there's a. Um, word for it in evolution where uh, two different things evolve the same way but completely disconnected from each other because the environments were the same so like they all kind of evolve the same way i don't know what the word is it's it's i'm I, it, not important this isn't <laughs> this isn't a genetic show but like that's why it makes sense to me that like you see socks and shoes in many different cultures not necessarily because they crossed each other and gave each other the idea, but because everyone kind of went, yeah, let's protect our feet. Cool. We can all agree on this? All right. Cool. Right. Um. So even though socks have had many different forms, um, they've always kind of been a utilitarian thing for most of the working class. Mm-hmm. Um. Even in Europe, socks sort of were, for the peasantry, strips of cloth that one wrapped around their legs and feet. Um, and as they became longer and longer up the legs, they might have adapted to the word leggings, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes sense. Um, and then there's the there's this thing about breeches. Do you know how a breech is? Uh, I you, they you might have heard the the Americanism britch britches. Yeah, it's short pants. Is it short yeah, pants? It's, okay, it's a very short kind of bubbly trouser. Yeah, but not pumpkin pants. Uh, I mean, those could be considered. Uh, thank you, costume history. Breeches. Thank you, costume history, for reminding me of pumpkin pants. <laughs> I've done enough Shakespeare and like Oliver Twist productions that I grew up. Um, wearing lots of tights 
as as the young actor playing a boy in short pants and wearing tights. I hated them. Hated them so much. They never stay up. Am I right? Anyways, it's not important. But yes, short pants. So around the 12th century, the socks were added to the leggings of the breeches, and that became tights okay. and hose, hosiery. Um, and they were so important to the upper classes in the Middle Ages that we have records of them being willed to family members. Get out, really? Totally. And guess what? This was for men. Men's fashion. Well, that's the thing. One of the reasons I wanted to to talk about this and do this uh, because I I shouldn't be the one who has to tell people this, but this idea of men being the plain ones and women being like the fancily dressed, care about their appearance one has not always been in the has not always been the way. And in fact, if you look throughout nature, humans are among a very small group of of uh creatures for whom that is the way because most of the time there's a reason i would not argue that that is the way now there is a there is a well, lot now, we, of we've men's seen it, fashion we've seen it go that we've way we've seen but, it wax and wane yeah but if you look from like the 40s to i would say like the 70s or maybe even the 20s to the 70s men's fashion has been highly utilitarian yeah it's true and then the 80s we saw a big resurgence of like but what if not and i think now we're going back that way but that idea of like Makeup, wigs, tights, um, jewelry, all of those things. Man, it's one of my favorite songs from uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel Broadway show is that is why the Lord created men. And it's all about like men being highly decorated and peacocking and everything. Um, anyways, that's why I thought there would be some interesting stuff in this because I know that it was a thing that went back and forth between uh, various genders. So we have records of both Henry VIII and Edward V, who were very partial to silk stockings imported from Spain. Isn't that um, a TV show? Silk stockings? I don't know. Okay. Um, and even so much as there's a, a record of 12 pairs of silk stockings being brought from Spain for the cost of four pounds. Now, you think four pounds. But at the time... The top tier of servants in uh, Henry VIII's court were earning five pounds a year. So that's nearly a year salary for 12 silk stockings. Wow. And they were the most expensive item in a gentleman's like dress service that he was wearing, including like the hat and the doublet and all that kind of stuff. So they were very important for the upper class. Um, and even so much so that they have been restricted during history because of the, the class nature of the silk stocking. Um, so they've been used to identify social rank and privilege. Um, and in 1561, the amount of fabric that could be used in making hose was restricted and anyone flouting this rule could be imprisoned, imprisoned, and marched through the streets by the sock police. Wait, by the sock police? I mean, this article has that in quotes. Okay, by the police, probably. By the police. There probably wasn't a special, weirdly dressed police force called the sock police, right? Although now it's all I want to picture. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Oh, I'm. Mm, I was about to, I think, jump way ahead because I also know that, like, during. World War II, it was very rationed. 
Yeah, so that's, that's that's definitely jumping ahead. Yeah, um, because of parachutes, yeah. they made nylon parachutes, and so they didn't. They uh, rationed ladies' nylon stockings. Um, so I mentioned earlier that the socks and stockings that we know of today were probably the same way that they were in the Elizabethan period. Uh huh. Because. In 1859, a clergyman named William Lee created the first circular knitting frame by kind of mechanizing two needles, right? Oh. So he made this knitting machine, and Queen Elizabeth refused to give him a patent for them um, because the machine only had the two needles and made socks that were not fine enough. For the royal foot. So she wouldn't give him a patent for it? Right. So he, a... Im- he improved the machine. Okay, he but... made it better. He made it so that he could use up to 20 needles uh, per inch. So a very, very fine weave. Um, and actually a lot of the the kind of principles and structure of the way that Lee made his machine Still used in modern knitting needles today. I bet Lee is still raking it in. Still making that money. Um, He must be so rich now. He's dead. What do you think he does? What? He's dead. Oh, no. Is it sudden? I I don't know. Is it recent? No, not at all. (laughs) Everybody dies, honey. What? Not me, though, right? Teresa. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no, I have to go think about some things. Oh, God. Okay, so that was the Elizabethan era. How? When did socks start getting so boring? I think that it has something to do with the rationing period that you that you talked about. When when these materials were needed for other things, a lot of of fashion type things went out the window. Yeah. Like you said, when they needed nylon for parachutes, uh, you couldn't get stockings anymore. Um, and so we've all seen the pictures of of the lady drawing up the back of her leg to simulate the seam of the stocking. Um, Travis and I love this show called Super Sizers Go. And uh, in that, Sue Perkins talks about how they would make gravy browning and tan their legs with gravy browning. Um, and so I think that it, it really became utilitarian. And so the fashion really died. Whereas before, when you didn't need, when people who had, you know, enormous disposable incomes could buy different pairs of stockings. And I said, like, will them to their family members. And, you know, they were highly decorative and indicative of social class and they were a luxury item um so once once everybody needed them i think that they almost kind of had to bring them down in in style and quality so that everyone could afford them i'm having i'm developing a theory right now in this moment and if, if there is any kind of uh uh Closed historian who wants to back me up on this, let me know. I wonder. I I have often lamented that there was a time around about like the 30s and 40s, mostly the 40s, where men 
they're starting. It's when the, the the concept of what it means to be a man, quote unquote, what masculine is, um, started being very um, what we think of today as like uh, toxic masculinity. That idea of boys don't cry, go to work, do that thing, support your family, come what is, home, die. What does that have to do with socks? So here's okay. my here's okay. my thought: is I wonder how much of that has to do with rationing and an effort to convince men. That not only should they not, because of rationing, they should want to dress flamboyantly because it's bad and is judged and is, you know, wrong to Men do. make do with less. Right. Like convincing men that not only do they have to because of rationing, they should want to not dress. They should have like one suit and like boring socks and, you know, plain white dress shirts and that should be that mm, because that's the ideal of manhood. You know what I mean? I wonder how much of it was convincing them that it wasn't about limiting yourself, but about that being the ideal. I wonder. I wonder. Anyway. Um, so the idea of like socks and tights and pantyhose uh, in an etiquette really comes down to the fashion of who should wear what when. Mm-hmm. And although in previous decades, there was a very strict kind of rule of uh, when women in particular wear skirts or dresses, uh, revealing their legs, those legs should be covered by something, those being hose or pantyhose or, or tights. Um, and a lot of the articles I read still talk about how in conservative offices, one might be expected to wear pantyhose. Um, and then also in climates, like, for example, in the UK, uh, where it is, it's quite damp year round. Um, no, not year round, a lot of the year. Um, Women wear tights as a way of keeping warm and still wearing skirts and dresses. Actually, there's a bit of a fashion resurgence for pantyhose, or as they call them, tights, nude tights over there, um, because Kate Middleton wears a lot of sheer tights. Um, And so did Princess Diana. We talked about her before. Um, and really just anything that, that Princess Catherine wears, everyone goes gaga over, you know, for a long time it's been, I, I personally love to wear tights. Um, I like the colors, I like the warmth, I like, frankly, the freedom of not having to remove all of my body hair and still be, you know, somewhat uh, covered. Um, so like, I wouldn't say that etiquette now demands that one wear stockings, but I would say that there's a lot more freedom of choice. There's no really wrong time to wear them. You always can. Um, well, I think what we should do now, speaking of freedom of choice, is make the choice to go and do some thank you notes and then come back and do some questions. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey 
At the beginning of this episode, we talked about fall. Fall, y'all. And I have been listening to... Oh, man, that was really loud. I just peeked on that. (laughs) I can see it here on the recording. Sorry, everybody. I've been listening to Rachel and Griffin's podcast, Wonderful, and they talked a lot about the great things of fall. I, I was so, so excited to hear about fall things, but you know... There's just so much stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. We're starting. We're going to go. We're going to do Halloween. And then yeah. there's Thanksgiving. And then there's Christmas. And then there's New Year's. And that's just in our, our Christian household. Right. It all starts ramping up. And also. There's even more holidays. You get a that, lot of fall birthdays, too. Because it all, all tracks back to Valentine's Day. Am I right, everybody? Day. Uh, think about it, November kids. Okay. So Sunbasket is one way that you can make your fall season relaxing again. A little little less hectic. They make it easy to cook seasonal, nutritious meals in around 30 minutes. And they have a plethora of choices. Paleo, a new one, lean and clean, uh, gluten-free, vegetarian, and even a family-sized option um, that are created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. Great. So they will send you some organic and usually sustainable ingredients, pre-measured, all ready to go in those little bags. Yeah. Brown paper bags. We love to talk about how it's all sectioned right in there. Don't have to dig through your fridge. It's all there. So you, our listeners, can go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners today to get $35 off your first order. And that's that's a lot for three meals. Fantastic. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners for $35 off, S-U-N-B-A-S-K-E-T dot com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Now, if you're like me, this is the this is the next this is the next problem. I didn't leave a sufficient pause there. If you're like me, <laughs> then you have a mouth. And maybe in that mouth you have some teeth. And if you're also like me, you probably don't take as good care of those teeth. As you should. I just... Did you know that you're supposed to brush for like two minutes? Get out. That's a long time. It's a long time. I'm a busy person. I don't have two <laughs> minutes. What? Three times a day? This is not a joke. When I was a kid um, and I was told you had to brush three times a day, my brain somehow processed that as brush your teeth and spit three times when you brush your teeth. Like for some reason in my head, I was like, if I don't spit three times, I'm not doing it right. Um, but anyways, I actually just got back from my uh, six month cleaning and the hygienist said, like, do you use a manual toothbrush or an electric toothbrush? And I said, a manual toothbrush. And um, they were uh, not horrified, but they were uh, gently insistent that I probably wasn't getting the best uh, out of my oral care as I would if I were using an electric toothbrush. So I would like to introduce everyone to Quip. Q-U-I-P, the new company that's refreshing the way that people brush their teeth. Quip is an electric toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra-slim design that's half the cost of bulkier brushes. Quip starts at just $25, like we were saying. And that timer, I need Right, that's right. That timer, because you sit there and go, that's probably been two minutes, and it's been like 15 seconds. Or maybe you go the other way, and you're like, that's been two minutes, and it's been 45 minutes. And you are wasting your whole, you are literally 
flushing it down the drain. I don't know that anyone... I, I certainly couldn't brush my teeth for 45 minutes. Maybe you zone out. It's very relaxing. <laughs> Toothbrush, maybe you're gone. Maybe you fall asleep. Anyways, you can subscribe even and receive new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month plan for just $5, and that includes free shipping. It's a great deal because you also never think, you, how old is this toothbrush? How long have I had this? Oh, I probably keep them way too long. Why? What day is it? Where am I? Who is this? <laughs> am I even myself? That's what I'm saying. Um, so right now, go to getquip.com slash schmanners, and you'll get your first refill pack free when you purchase a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill, refill pack free at getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S, getquip.com slash schmanners. Go check it out. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, My dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a floby, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Hey, you, with the headphones. Just between you and me, the MaxFun store just got some of that sweet, sweet new merch in stock. You know, that merch from your favorite MaxFun shows? Could be posters, tote bags, shirts, stickers, patches, aprons. We got it all. Well, we got a lot. Point is, there's some new stuff. Go to MaxFunStore.com. Okay. Got some questions here. We do? I was worried. No, there's lots of questions. This Great. first one comes from uh, Travis McRoy. And the question is, <laughs> is there a cross between socks and stockings called sockings? Maybe. You've invented it. Mm, patent. TM, 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 TM. I'll patent it before I put this episode out. Um, This question is uh, from Jay Singletary. In this modern day and age, is there any context where stockings must be worn under a skirt for etiquette, not warmth? I think slash hope no. I came across a a blog that said one should wear stockings to formal events. And I don't I don't th- I don't necessarily agree and this blog I do, I wasn't familiar with the blogger. Um and so I think that where there's that you are always fine to wear stockings. I don't, I don't, I can't think of any time where it would be considered to me to be rude to right. not wear them. Because that's the thing is, I think in that context, it's only considered rude by someone who can, this is a weird way to phrase it, but by someone who would consider it rude, not like as a universal right. thing. Um, if your job, requires that you wear them you should wear them um but even if like to a funeral 
if you wanted to be bare-legged at a funeral, I just don't know anyone who would notice. Also, if the thing you're worried about at a funeral is what someone has on their legs, you shouldn't be at that funeral because you're not there for the right reasons. <laughs> right reasons. Right reasons. Um, this question is from Lizzie. When is the right time to give socks to someone as a gift? Is there ever a wrong time? I think that a fun pair of whimsical socks is always a welcome gift. I think when it comes down to it, it's the same thing as like giving a gift to anyone. I like, mean, giving a, I think that socks would make a great host or hostess gift. I agree with that. Um, because everybody wears them. Everybody needs them. They get lost all the time. The pairs get mismatched. I mean, it's the same as maybe giving somebody a nice pair of hand towels. Right. You're going to use them. I think what it comes down to is if you're just getting it as like a default thing that like I couldn't think of anything else. So I got you a set of white socks or dress socks or something. No. But if you're like such and such would love these. These. Perfect. Yeah. As long as the as long as the intention behind it is this person would love these socks. Go ahead and do it. It's not. It is. It's a piece of clothing, but it's not intimate the way that maybe, say, underwear is intimate. Um, and so I wouldn't feel badly about giving someone, even you, even someone that you didn't know very well, giving them a pair of novelty or like whimsical print socks. I think that would be fine. This question is from Cheyenne. How can I fix a run in my tights or stockings? And this part's from Travis. Does that nail polish, clear nail polish thing work? Yes, it does. I have used it. Um, it does. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. Um, it creates kind of like a hard spot in your, your tights. So when you stop the run with the nail polish. Because that's what it is. It doesn't fix it. No, no, no. It doesn't like magically like sew it back up. But it Wouldn't does. Wouldn't that be great, That though? would be great. Oh, my God. I mean, I suppose you could probably use super glue in the same way as you would use clear nail polish. It just makes kind of like a hard little dot so that it kind of glues the fabrics together. So it more sounds like kind of a quick fix, like if you're in the middle of a work day and you mm-hmm. get a run starts or whatever, if you're somewhere where you don't have access to a, another pair, but not something like, well, I fixed this forever. Right. Because you're always going to have that little clear that hard spot, right? That little hard spot. And I actually have put uh, tights through the washer with that on, and it's worked. It's kept it it's kept it from running. Um, although today, you there's actually like fashion tights that have holes and runs in them. So maybe just lean into it. Make yeah, it a thing. Right. Maybe sit, make six more runs. Once you get one, just keep going. Um, this question is from uh, Maria. Are my quirky socks acceptable replacement for dress socks? I guess if Justin Trudeau can, the rest of Canadians can too. Absolutely. Um, I would say that there's probably one or two situations where quirky socks are probably not appropriate. Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say job interview. Court. Court appearance. Maybe perhaps. a court appearance. Okay, those two. Those, Those two. three. Those three. Those three. <laughs> job, job interview, funeral, court, all basically the same. Um, they're because they're kind of somber-ish occasions. They're also kind of your you want to present a kind of a like least lowest common denominator. Or I guess I would say highest common denominator. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think it comes down to any clean any, slate. Anytime you pick 
what you're going to wear. I think it always should be a question of what am I projecting today? Yeah. And like if you are going to be like an expert witness in court, for example, it's dramatic. But for example, you want to project like I am here and I take this seriously and you should take me seriously. So having like dogs with funny hats on your socks may not be the look you want to. But if you're like if you're a professor in college, she's like, hey, listen, I want us all just to have fun and learn. Cool. Albert Einstein's sticking his tongue out on your socks. Go to town. Go for it. Also, I mean, there are also levels of quirkiness, I think, that are acceptable. And there's that line. Maybe dogs with their tongues out is crossing that line. To be fair, I said Albert Einstein with his tongue out and dog in funny hats. But dogs with their tongue out would work. So, or but- Albert Einstein in funny hats would also work. <laughs> I would also wear those socks. But fashion socks are very in right now. Uh, Very, you know, fun colors, stripes, patterns, argyles, all that kind of stuff. I'd say if it it doesn't clash with your outfit, go for it. Um, The one thing I would say, and this is just from personal experience, sometimes those fun socks are of a thinner material. Oh, yeah. And they're not always great for like, I'm going to go walk around New York City for six hours. Unless you're wearing Personal the right kind experience? of shit. This is, I'm saying, man, I, I, I like those funny socks, but my feet sweat. You know what I mean? And like they, they are not as um, perhaps absorbent and thick as some thicker material socks. And you So end- choose your funny socks wisely. Correct. Um, and think about it, uh, functionality and not just uh, professionalism, I guess. Um, Quinn asks, I work in a small studio and often just walk around in my socks. Is that okay? This is a tough one because I will say that I... Is it okay with your boss? That's the thing. Like, I remember... Are you your own boss? Then yes, it is when okay. When I used to work at CSC, like... If I was in the middle of a you know, real hard day and I kicked my shoes off for a second, I'd walk across. I mean, we're in a feeder, right? There are people in like bathrobes sitting around. Like I, I, I. Because they're acting and they don't want to eat in costume. Right. So like, I. It's not exactly like I'm working in a law office or whatever. That's the most and even professional if you, environment even if you I can think were of. Were working in like a law office, if you needed to take your shoes off under your desk to let your toes breathe for a minute. Nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to care. I think what it comes down to is, is it okay? I think that really comes down to really ask yourself, because we, we've talked about office etiquette before. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, not, you have to think about, is what you want to do. That is important. But also important, there are, you are not the only person that exists in this environment. So I think if everybody operated a little bit more of like, might this make other people uncomfortable and they might not say it to me, like... Not enough that you're worried about what you do, but that you're just being conscientious. Right. That's what etiquette is about. We're trying to navigate this world and be conscientious of each other. Right. So, like, read the room. Read the room is what it comes down to of, like, if there's a thing where, like, "Mm, you know what? I feel like this is weird. Then don't do it. But if you feel like, eh, nobody seems to care and it makes me feel more comfortable after a long, hard day, go to town. Who cares? I would say maybe not walk around your studio without your shoes on. But relax for a moment at your desk. I think it would be all right. This question is from Star. How much of a faux pas is wearing mismatched socks? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's, quote, a faux pas. It's about how much you want to draw attention to your socks. Because if your socks 
are mismatched, even if they are not like whimsical, quirky socks, that's going to draw attention. Um, And if that's the kind of attention that you're after and you want somebody to see and comment, go for it. Uh, But if that's the kind of attention that makes you uncomfortable, I would say that matching your socks is going to keep people from like noticing them. Yeah, I think it all comes down to intention. Like if Mm -hmm. you do it on purpose, if you're like, I wore my one sock with dogs on it and the other sock with cats on it. And that was like the thing I did today. Cool. If you grab two black socks and one of them turned out to be navy blue and it's going to make you uncomfortable all day because you're hoping nobody notices. Yeah. That's a different different thing. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes down, if it's what you want to do, I don't think there will be anybody who like, oh, this is awkward. (laughs) But like, if you're just, if you want to just wear it because that's your deal, go to town. I keep making that mouth sound. I don't you know do. why, but like I, I don't really like it, it in my ears. Oh really? Oh no. That's gonna do it for us. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Go check out all the other amazing shows on maximumfun.org. There's a ton on there. You're gonna love all of them, most of them, but probably all of them. And like I mentioned, I want to make a special shout out to Wonderful by our wonderful sister and brother, Rachel and Griffin. Um oh. Also, I want to let people know we are going to be on the Joko Cruise yeah. this year. You can find out all the details about it, jococruise.com, J-O-C-O, cruise.com. Also, I want to give a plug for uh, my friends and I started a puzzle crawl. I will not be there this time, but we have one coming up October 21st. Um, you can find out all the details about it at puzzlecrawl.com. That's for Cincinnati. Yes, yes. it is here in Cincinnati. Um, we're going to be out on tour this weekend. Um, I think it's all sold out, but still, come if you're going to come, say hi. Um, we won't be able to hang out after the shows because we'll have Baby. our various babies and kids and stuff with us. Uh, but we look forward to coming and visiting Atlanta and Nashville. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at SchmannersCast. You can join the Facebook fan group, Schmanners Fanners. Uh, you can go to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to us, please. We can also, let's see, um, thank you. Who do we always thank? We always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are sold. We always thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter avatar art. And we thank Keely Weiss Photography for the Facebook banner. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been- <gasps> oh, no. Next week. Oh, that was close. So close. Oh, we're we're, we're going to talk about trick or treat. Um, so that's ne- next week's topic. Okay. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.